The Buccaneers have a challenge ahead of them in Lambeau this week. How do they get the upset? That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at Eklosky. WTSP. You can check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10tampabay.com. You can check out my work as the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com over there. And of course, we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. And right now, you can become a Locked On Bucks insider where you're going to get news, the inside scoop, exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. And who doesn't want that in their life? Yeah. I, I know you do. So go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Bucks to sign up. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We take a look at the road ahead for the Buccaneers and kind of the fork in the road that they face. And as always, uh, Evan is going to pull out that crystal ball of his that I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a crack in it. It, it seems like things have been up and down, but all that is coming not up bad. a little bit later. It's it's not bad, but it's not as it's not as clear as it was earlier in the year. Maybe bust out the Windex, give it a little wipey, and um, and you know the the crystal ball will be a little more translucent for you to see fair, into the future. Enough, fair, but, fair enough. Uh, that's all coming up later. Right now, we need to talk about the game ahead because the Buccaneers are traveling to Lambeau Field uh, to take on the Green Bay Packers, who are certainly in the playoff picture. The Buccaneers now control their own destiny after beating the Atlanta Falcons. They are in the thick of the playoff hunt. And uh, the Packers have been, been a pretty hot team up until they ran into University of Illinois legend. Legend. Tommy DeVito uh, and the New York Giants on Monday night, but this is a this is a tough game. It's a lot tougher than many of us thought it was going to be back in August, September, even October. So, Evan, what do the Bucks need to do to go into Lambeau and get the win against Green Bay? Once again, it's going to come down to to playing a a clean brand of football because if you look at the numbers for the Buccaneers game against the Falcons, I would argue that for, for the most part, the Buccaneers were, were the better team. I, I think if you were to write down all your stats, I mean, let me just fling a couple out there. I mean, total yards, the Falcons had 435 yards of offense. The Buccaneers had 290. Um, that That's not good. <laughs> um, you know, the Buccaneers were two for two in the red zone. Falcons two for three. The difference in the game was really that that big 
Carlton Davis turnover and the safety. I mean, that's nine points right there. You factor in two, two missed field goals from Koo, and now you're talking about, what, 15 points? Uh, so, you know, the, the, the first time around, the Falcons screwed up a bunch, and the Buccaneers didn't make them pay for it. This time around, they did. But it's not like it was a great game from the box that leads me to believe that, oh, they're turning the corner. I mean, they edged out a win against Carolina. They edged out a win against Atlanta. And all that matters is winning. Don't get me wrong. Um, and maybe and maybe there's a, um, you know, a, a progression from from some of the tougher losses they had earlier in the year. Now they're getting rewarded a little bit more. But, you know, the, the real reason why the Packers played so poorly against the Giants was, you know, Jordan Love fumbled. Jordan Love threw an interception. Uh, you know, they couldn't connect in the red zone. There were a lot of things that they didn't execute well, and it, it burned them big time. So I don't necessarily think that the Packers are – a bad team at all. You know, I don't think that because they lost to the Giants, it's like, oh, now look at them, right? Um, right. If anything, now there's going to be more of a focus on not making those mistakes. So the Giants were beneficiaries of them not being locked in. And now you would think the Packers are going to be more locked in playing Tampa Bay. Uh, if there's one thing that I do have to say about this game is the injury report will be very important for both teams, uh, the the Bucks are hurting in all the places that you know we are well aware of, especially defensively. As for the Packers, I mean their skill position players are just toast. So you know they might, you know the Buccaneers might be able to work. Um, uh, I think maybe like against the, the way they play the Panthers, right? When you don't have that much fear in the wide receivers. You're able to do a little bit more man-to-man, sell out on some blitzes, and hope to get after the quarterback and force some negative plays, which is really the formula for for Tampa Bay. Um, I just don't know if Tampa is going to be able to generate the kind of pressure that the Giants did, but you know the Packers' offensive line isn't great either. So, you know, it's a lot of like, what version are we getting of both teams? Right? I mean, we, we've seen them both recently, bad and good versions. Who's going to show up Sunday? Right. And, and you mentioned the injury report. And one thing that I'm going to keep an eye on, I, I mentioned it on BucksNation.com. David mentioned it for me on yesterday's episode. And if you haven't listened to that, I recommend you go back and do so. David did a great breakdown of Baker Mayfield, basically snap by snap against the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people in the comment section, they, it was like they read the headline and then commented before actually watching the episode. So that was hilarious to see unfold. But I, I want to get your take on this. Jamel Dean, who has missed the last couple of games, I f- I, I'm one of those people that believe you shouldn't lose your starting job because of injury. That said, Zion McCollum, to me, has outplayed Jamel Dean this year in his opportunities. If Jamel Dean is healthy, do you want him back in as the cornerback too, or do you think Zion deserves to to continue rolling as, as kind of the hot hand? Yeah, uh, my – look, Jamel Dean doesn't get paid to be a backup. My my, If I were – let me say this as if I were Todd Bowles and not somebody um, who is going to comment on like what they want. 
If I were Todd Bowles, I think you you play Jamel Dean and and you let Jamel know. If you don't if you don't play up to snuff, I am benching you for Zion. And I think I think that Jamel needs a kick in the ass. He has this entire year. You know, he got I don't know why he's I mean, I think he's fine in like certain man I want to say like man to man coverage, but I think people are gonna remember the play he got hurt on, and that really kind of undercuts my my point. But for the most part, um it just felt like he, you know, he got paid and he's not as locked in is what it's what it's looked like. Whether that's the reality, you know, I'm not saying to hear that he's dogging it. I'm just saying that the way that it's looked is that his play has dropped after he got paid. So you need to give him the opportunity to play after the injury, but you got to have a quick trigger. If it's not looking good and he's not up to snuff, Zion plays, and you're going to have to work yourself back into this lineup. But for me, Jamel still is the starter. I accept the terms of your conditional return of Jamel Dean to the field. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers control their own destiny, but at what cost? That is next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. The Buccaneers are currently three and a half point underdogs against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau with an over under of 41 and a half. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to score this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. As I've said a couple of times on the show already, the Buccaneers are masters of their own destiny atop the NFC South right now. They're in a three-way tie with the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints, and some are excited about the idea of the Buccaneers uh, potentially winning the division, making the playoffs for the fourth straight year, and especially given the cap constraints that they're dealing with in the first post-Brady season, others would rather lose and not get walloped in the first round by either Dallas or Philadelphia, and get a better draft pick, and hopefully get a guy that can impact the franchise for the next five-plus years. I asked the Locked On Bucks insiders uh, which they would prefer. The response was an exact 50-50 split on either side. So, Evan, I, I'm wondering at this stage, what do you feel is better for the Buccaneers franchise? 
Is it winning the division for a third straight year and a fourth straight playoff appearance and likely being one and done? Or is it the higher draft position where they had the chance to select a impact player that they can continue to build around it and maybe find, you know, another Worfs, another Vita, another Antoine, you know, one of these building block guys that are going to be around for the next five, six, seven, ten years. I mean, unequivocally, it is better for the franchise to get the better draft pick, draft pick, right? Because they're not winning a Super Bowl. So ultimately, if you know you're not winning a Super Bowl, you know you're in a rebuild year, it makes sense to rebuild and keep stockpiling talent. Now, if you're asking, should fans root against the Buccaneers, I am not of that belief. I'm somebody that likes to say, if they lose, it's okay. I'm not, you know, not going to be disheartened about it uh, because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can spin zone it into it being good for the draft. Uh, but, but I think you should be rooting for your team to win the division. And if it doesn't work out, you'll be just fine, fine with that too. But, yeah, I think that the Buccaneers need to continue to get uh, some younger, more effective players in certain positions. And the better their draft pick, the better they theoretically should be in the future. And having right now the 20th pick, you know, um, you know, the, the difference, I guess, would be like, are you going to get a let's just use wide receivers, for example, because. It's a stacked wide receiver class. Are you going to get a Keon Coleman or a, a, a Odunze? Uh, or are you going to get like Xavier Worthy and um, uh, the guy from South Carolina? Was it legit? Uh, legit, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, which are both good options, right? But they're not um, as high of the ceiling as the, the other two. So, you know, that that's what you're kind of looking at there. But yeah, I don't. I don't see how you can look at it. Any, I don't know how you can explain to me that you know winning the division is going to be good for this fran is going to be better for this franchise long term. Getting a worse pick, the only explanation is is you don't want to do it, and I agree with you. Well, I mean, couldn't the argument be made? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I, I, I mean, welcome it. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying the Bucks should do one or the other. I think either option is actually good in in its own way. But could sure. one make the argument that this was a team that was strapped for money? They're paying Brady like 32 million dollars this year to not play. They they had all of these uh void years to to make those Super Bowl runs and with all those constraints, without Tom Brady, without uh, Gronk, without without all of these big players that they had over the course of the last couple of years, you still go out there in a rebuild year and make the playoffs. Doesn't that tell potential free agents and, and other guys like, hey, it wasn't all Brady. We have talent here. Come be a piece of something that can go even further next year. I mean, I, I think that the Buccaneers have already made inroads with the free agent stuff. And the fact is, they're one of the teams and organizations that um, brings in, like they re-sign their players and they have the most like one buck knowledge in that in that clubhouse. 
they, they like to keep their own. You know, it's not often really that the Bucks make these big, splashy free agent signings outside of what they did with Tom Brady and the ripple effects that was. I think you're forever associated with that. And winning the NFC South title, while great, you know, there is maybe an element to I can get to the playoffs with them and I haven't played in the playoffs. But, you know, is everyone going to fully respect another eight, nine divisional champion? I don't know about that. I think that really the Bucks' reputation these past handful of years uh, speaks for itself. It's, it's why Baker Mayfield signed the contract that he did. He sought them out. I understand it was a starting QB spot, uh, you know, there for the taking. $4.5 million was a vi- with incentives was a very team-friendly deal given the circumstances that they were in. And I don't think that free agents are going to look at the Buccaneers like they did in sort of that post-first uh, Super Bowl swoon, right, when they just kind of had sure. – decade of just like ineptitude the 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 big thing is who will be the quarterback of the future but in the meantime i think the the team is proving that there are a lot of good bones here and when you when you make a run at the divisional title in the way that the buccaneers are doing it versus the saints who have like aren't capped hell which they've been in for like 10 years but they again double down on it and they're fighting with the bucks that doesn't look good for the saints not to mention like they're gonna have to clear caps so like the saints are only gonna get worse over time eventually it's gotta happen one day and with the falcons they also invested a lot of money this offseason and i think they're on the up and up they're Mm -hmm. also like who's the quarterback of the future, but they also spent a ton of money to improve, right? They were bad last year. They're much better this year. They got Bajan Robinson and they got guys like Jesse Bates to really add to the, the winning culture there, you know, Drake London, a special player. So they have, uh, they have bones and parts as well. Uh, but, but again, the, the Buccaneers are really going to have to, they're going to shift their books around. A lot of the guys who played this year are going to be back playing significantly uh, more minutes next time. And I keep going back to what Cam Brait said on the Blitz when he when he came in before that. Um, uh, it wasn't the Texans game. It was the game after the Texans game. They won it. Uh, the Titans game. Yeah, and he said that this year's team reminds him a lot of the 2019 team. Uh, you know, may, not saying that they're going to win a Super Bowl next year, but just sort of you can see – you can see a lot of players who fit the bigger picture and they just need a, a few more really impactful pieces to, to, to become one of those teams that you, you fear. So long story short, I don't think missing or making the playoffs really is going to hurt them. I think that the bucks and the way they run their franchise and sort of the, you know, the, People are going to talk within the league about like what are good situations to be in. And I think the organizational structure, because it's been there for so long with Jason Light and John Spytek 
and Mike Greenberg, and you have all these people who are super duper good at their jobs, even if Todd Bowles gets fired, you still have the top of the organization in firm footing, which will be a good enough push for any free agent. And then the question really becomes, who do you want? And, um, and I don't see a reason why the, the Bucks couldn't get them, considering they will have more money uh, opened up next year. All right. Well, it's definitely something we're going to be keeping an eye on in a conversation we're probably going to have multiple times over the course of the next month. But with one month to go, you kind of see that divide in the fan base where you have the, the group that says, I don't care. I want to see my team win. I want to see them make the playoffs, even if they're one and done. And you have the other saying, I don't want to see them be one and done this year. I want to see them set up for the next 10 years. So it's, it's no guarantee, by the way. Absolutely. I love when Buccaneers fans say that because like you understand your organization was in the crapper for like a decade. And there's no guarantee that having those good picks does anything for you. Exactly. You know, you asked to suck, but like, wait, I think you like, I think you forget about what the other side of the, like you're thinking about, oh yeah, I want to be set up for the next decade. Cool. What happens if you're not? What if you're, you're, you're worse off for the next decade because you sold your soul, you try to get these draft picks and they don't pan out. Yeah. You could be looking at another Jameis Winston, another Josh Freeman, another Trent Dilfer, another Vinny Testaverde. This team does not have a good track record of first-round quarterbacks, folks. So it's that is as much of a crapshoot as, honestly, the playoffs. But with that, we are going to have Evan pull out his crystal ball coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less than on a two to six player stat projection sheet and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week, I'm going with Baker Mayfield to have less than 225 and a half passing yards, Mike Evans more than 68 and a half receiving yards, and Rashad White more than 64 and a half rushing yards. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping things up here on the WTSP Wednesday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky, and Evan's got that crystal ball all windexed up. It's all nice and shiny. It's very clear, very see-through. And uh, Evan, uh, let's start with the bold prediction this time. The bold. Um, not the player, the bold. Uh, what do you have for uh, for this game? So my bold prediction is for the first time, this is not like uh, super bold, um, 
but I want to keep my streak going of getting the bold prediction right. So my bold is for the first time all year, they are going to score a touchdown on the first drive. Let's go. So, and I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about that not being bold enough because they literally haven't done it for 14 weeks. So I don't know what you're telling me is, is bolder than that because they are 0 for 14. Um, it's bound to happen. I think with Green Bay coming off that Monday night game, might be able to catch them a little bit flat-footed to start. Um, and, you know, luckily for the Buccaneers, it's, it's not going to be an awful weather game. So we can kind of remove that. At least tentatively, it looks like it might be 40s. So, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that for December in Green Bay. All right. I, I will lock that in as your bold prediction. But now I want to I want to add a um, I want to add an extra spicy bonus bowl. <laughs> Who's gonna get the touchdown? Uh, I'm gonna go Rashad White. Ah, not as bold as I was hoping. I was really hoping for like Trey, Trey Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, yeah. explosive. Uh, I, just like, I tried okay. I tried that one a few weeks ago. I'm off the train now. Uh, oh. I, I've 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 ridden the Trey Palmer wagon all the way as far as I could, but you know what? I got off at the the nearest stop, and uh, maybe I'll get it on the way back. I mean, David's bold prediction like three or four weeks in a row was Zion McCollum finally gets an interception. <laughs> well, so, all right, he's a PBU uh, kind of guy. He is. He is, and also a phantom. Defensive pass interference flag. Yeah, that was a bad call. No yeah. uh, I'm still upset about that. Yeah, it was a call. Uh, all right. Who's going to be your player of the game? Who's who's breaking out in this one? Well, I don't know if it'd be breaking out versus has already broken out. But I'm going Rashad White. Uh, Rashad mm-hmm. White, he currently ranks fourth among all running backs in yards from scrimmage, uh, 1,164. The people who are above him, James Cook, Travis Etienne, Christian McCaffrey, he ranks fifth in total touches from running backs. This guy has been a bell cow. And uh, also, we are coming off the third straight week where the Buccaneers rushing attack has posted a new season high. They got 148 yards off the ground against Atlanta. And what's impressive is, A, Atlanta's a great rushing defense. B, they wore them down. Most of that came in the last two drives. So, I mean, they were kind of stinking it up on the ground, and they stuck with it, and hello, a lot of yardage came on, came on the ground. So we're continually seeing uh, growth from the offensive line and Rashad White there. I do want to mention that it's the first time since 2015 that in back-to-back-to-back weeks, the Buccaneers have ran for at least 125 yards in, in a game. We got an opening drive score. We've got Rashad White making the Packers cry all day long. Does that mean that we are going with a Bucks victory, or are are you going to continue to pick against them so that they can prove you wrong and you can keep the hot streak going for them? Let it be known, I picked them to beat the Panthers. Um, it's true. That is true. Let it be known that even though I doubled down on picking the Falcons, uh, both on the Blitz, both in Locked on Bucks, and both when James texted me about if I'm flipping, and I made the score a little bit closer, and I said, no, I'm not. Um, I am – oh, and and then I ended up betting the Buccaneers' money line 
for, for reasons I don't really know, but I'm happy I did it. Um, <laughs> I am going Green Bay 24, Buccaneers 20. And I do reserve the right to change it again because there are a lot of injury concerns, uh, as mentioned before. And, and we really, <clears throat> you know, we really don't know how this would go. I mean, if it, it, with Vea being out last week, right? I mean, at this time last week, I didn't know that Vea was going to be out. And that, to me, was right. really tough uh, facing a Falcons team that likes to run the ball all the time. That You know, they, that surprised me that the, the Buccaneers did as well as they did. Uh, you know, K.J. Britt surprised me. But until I can see more of these injury uh, reports from the Green Bay side, then I'm just a, I'm a wee worried that the LaFleur system is going to get the most of this defense. Uh, and I mean, and 24 points, I'm not saying like a blowout here, but again, you know, what the, the Buccaneers are coming off of uh, 29 points this past week. Uh, against it was 25, the tw- uh, the tw- 20, what was the final score? No, no. Uh, 29, four. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they scored 29, but as we mentioned right early in the show, I mean, it wasn't really 29 points from the offense. That was, you know, Carlton Davis and Antoine Winfield Jr. really gifted this team nine points. So really the offense did 20, which is what they – 20 yeah, sort of did. been the – it's just sort of been like their ceiling this year. Outside of whatever we saw in Houston, it just – 20 seems to be the magic number for this group. All right. Well, we will check in with you again Friday with before David and I go live in case you would like to adjust. Uh, in the meantime, though, of course, you can check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and join the both of us on the Blitz Sunday morning on 10 Tampa Bay at 830. Or if you're not local, you can see it on uh, the uh, 10 Tampa Bay Plus. Plus. You get that on your Roku device, Fire Stick, whatever. And on on YouTube. And on YouTube, that's right. On the 10 Tampa Bay YouTube. So the Blitz is all over the place. Uh, So check in with us again this Sunday as you get ready for the game. And uh, thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day, making us part of your day. Uh, hope you all have an absolutely outstanding one. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 